This hour of Neil Sperry's Texas Gardening is presented by Baylor Scott & White Health. They're now offering virtual care anytime, even nights and weekends, on the MyBSW Health app. Just text BETTER, B-E-T-T-E-R, to 88408 to download the app today. And now, here's Neil. All right, Stuby, thank you very much. Our second hour from 9 till 10. And uh, we have two open lines right now. I didn't give the number at the end of the last hour. I was doing well to finish up that conversation. Not too graceful at that even. 800-288-WBAP. 800-288-9227. Call right now. I'm trying to trying to give uh, good, succinct answers and won't keep you too long, I don't believe. We've covered a lot of territory this morning. I'd love to hear from you. It is 800 288 9227. Today's SPCA of Texas dog is Red. That's his name. Sweet Red is 59 pounds of energy. At five years and three months of age, this guy's. I wonder how they know that. I th- thought these were strays usually. This guy is ready to settle down in his loving forever home. If you love to play and cuddle, Red is the one for you. This Australian cattle dog mix has flecks of red throughout his white coat with a little extra red around his beautiful eyes and on his uh, forevermore wagging tail. With his striking brown eyes, sharp facial features, and pointed ears, Red appears to be standing at attention, uh, but uh, offer him a treat or two and he's happy as a clam. Wiggling and jumping, so glad to have your pets and words of encouragement. Although Red loves to play, he would prefer to be the only dog or cat, for that matter, in the home. Just like all the pets at the SPCA of Texas, Red has been neutered, microchipped, he's had all of his age-appropriate vaccines. He's waiting for his new forever family at the SPCA of Texas, Russell E. Dealey Animal Rescue Center. So that means a prior appointment's going to be necessary to meet him. The easiest way to do this is to find his profile at spca.org dogs and then click on the Make an Appointment button, and Red's team will set everything up from there. That means he's in foster care. They are full, and they're asking all the foster uh, parents to to uh, help, and everybody's helping. So he is in foster care just because they don't have room at the uh, at the regular center. And so you uh, go to uh, spca.org slash dogs, click on the Make an Appointment button for Red. Please browse their available animals at spca.org slash findapet, one word, and visit spca.org slash dogadopt to inquire about a dog or spca.org slash catadopt to inquire about a cat. Now, through the end of July, all adult animal adoptions and animals six months and older, and that certainly includes Red, are only $25 at the SPCA of Texas Dallas Animal Care Center. That's at 2400 Lone Star Drive and the Ellis County Animal Care Center at 2570 Farm to Market Road 878 in Waxahachie. And uh, they'll get Red over to the uh, Dallas Center for you to meet him. So that's what you need to do. Let's get Red adopted. SPCA.org slash dogs. Click on the Make an Appointment button, and Red's team will set everything up from there. That's Red the dog. And uh, let's get him adopted. Sponsored today by WhizQ Stone. Since 1983, the experts at WhizQ Stone have been leaders across the Metroplex. They've been turning landscape dreams into reality. You need to make this a destination sometime in the next few weeks. It is a wonderful place to visit. They will take photos. When you're out on vacation or out uh, traveling the neighborhood and you see something you really like, take a photo of it. In fact, if you have to ask permission to take a photo of a retaining wall because you need to go up on the yard to do it, people will be honored. I'll bet you they'll be thrilled that you bothered to ask. If you're at a hotel or if you're in a commercial landscape, sure, that can be adapted to a home landscape setting. Take photos and take measurements of what you have at your home so the width and height that you're going to need will be known to the folks at Whiskey Stone. And then they'll help you determine how much stone you need. They can deliver anywhere you can hear me. So all of this, no big deal, no problem for them. They'll help you. And then if you say, well, I don't know how to build a retaining wall. Mine will fall over. My wall will come tumbling down. Well, it doesn't need to because they can refer you to a landscape contractor who knows how to build retaining walls because he or she has built lots of retaining walls. 
that's the neat part of Whiskey Stone. They are so tied into the nursery and landscape contracting industry. They're very active in the Texas Nursery and Landscape Contracting Association. So that's what you need to do is contact Whiskey Stone by going there and looking at the stone and, uh, and, and discussing your, your dreams with them. They're at 4501 East Loop 820 South, 4501 East Loop 820 South in Southeast Fort Worth. Open Monday through Saturday, closed on Sundays, 817-429-0822, 817-429-0822, it's Whiskey Stone. Baylor Scott and White Health now offers virtual care anytime, like right now or later today, or when those pesky allergies are giving you a very real headache. Just text BETTER, that's B-E-T-T-E-R, to 88408 to download the My BSW Health app today. And now, back to Neil. All right, thank you, Stuby, and let's go back to the phone lines. We have Gail in Waco who's been waiting very patiently. Gail, this is Neil. Thanks for that waiting. How can I help? Oh, great, Neil. Thank you. Uh, sure. First of all, thank you for your book, and thank you for putting all that information in one place, and I don't have to search the net for it Super. because uh, it is my it is my gardening Bible. Thank you very well, much. You um, I have some gara that have lots of buds on them, but they don't open. Hmm. They don't come into flowers. Do I have what, a critter? What eventually happens? Um, then, Well, it just kind of stays this way, and then it'll die back um, in the winter. All right, but what eventually happens to a given flower bud? Does it just uh, dry up and drop off then? Yes. All right. I don't know that I've ever been asked that before, and I don't grow, <laughs> I don't grow it, so I, I, don't, uh, I don't have firsthand experience. Normally when that happens, I would suspect thrips because they will get into flowers and, um, and just suck the life out of them. That's what happens okay. to roses. It happens to gardenias and mums and other, other uh, flowers that have lots of petals. Gore does not have lots of petals, so I don't, I don't picture that being a problem. It would be easy enough to tear a, a bud open and uh, see, what, uh, see what you find inside. You might even use a, a pair of tweezers, or you might even uh, use a uh, single, single-edge razor blade and cut into it. Okay. I don't know. I really don't know. You waited uh, 25 minutes for me to say I don't know. <laughs> I'm going to, uh, during the, the ad breaks, I don't have a lot of time, uh, during the ad breaks, I will uh, see what I can find online. Do you take my electronic newsletter, eGardens? I do, I do. I All right, I'll tell you what I will do. And... I'll tell you what I will do. I think it's probably better to do it this way. Uh, let me address that in my Q&A section this week. I'm, I'm going to put your question in the Q&A section. It will be at the end of the of the other people's questions. Okay, great. Uh, if you, I'm, I'm going to put you on hold or let Mike put you back on hold when we finish. And if you have any photos that you could send to the address that he's going to give you, that would be a head start. They'll need oh, to be okay. really sharp of the flowers. It's going to be hard to get a good, clear focus of the flowers. But if you can do that, that, that would help. But I'm going to see what I can do online to find research that might call, uh, might uh, point this out. I'll, I'll do some homework for you, I promise, because you okay, waited a long you. time. I appreciate that. Yeah, I'll give it the best. Um, okay. How long have you been growing them? Uh, this is probably about the third year. Okay. All right. And it's a, it's a nice size bush, and um, it has filled out and probably about three foot by three foot. Okay. But no flowers. All right, I'm writing all this down. Um, and this this goes on from spring till fall. It's not just... Yes, sir. Okay. All right. It may have one or two flowers that open, but that's it. Well, I'm looking at fair. one of them now. Not fair at all. Yeah, please, no, uh, yeah, please uh, <laughs> get, do what Mike uh, suggests, and I will okay. alert the person who's going to be receiving your photos uh, to send them on to me. And okay. um, and I will do my very best. It'll be right at the end of the Q and A section. Okay, thank you so much. Perfect. Gail. Thank it. you, Gail. You betcha. Take care. Bye bye. All right, Jack in Fort Worth on fertilizing and pollinating orange trees. 
and then Tom in Arlington with crepe myrtle and Japanese maple questions. So I'll come right to you. Let me uh, I, that that works out beautifully to give me another chance. And if you if you take eGardens, you can kind of watch for that. You'll remember. Just look at the end of the Q and A, and and it's oh, I remember her call. Now we can see what what that was all about. Niels Perry's Lone Star Gardening is the book she referred to. It is not the complete guide. That's the one you find in bookstores with the cowboy boots. This one has an Adirondack chair in the uh, uh, on the cover, and uh, it uh, also will have my signature on the cover uh, inside the front cover. Uh, because I sign every book as it sells. That's the main reason that I have decided to self-publish. Well, the other main reason was I didn't want to work through a publishing house where I had to answer to committees that had the, the primary charge of cut the cost. Whatever you do, cut the cost. Cut the page count. Cut the number of uh, photos. Do this. Cut that. And uh, it was a lot of fun to work with Carolyn Skye and Cindy Smith, uh, the uh, editor and graphic designer, respectively, and, and put out the book I always wanted in the first place. 344 pages, 840 of my photographs printed in Texas, not China. That's where books are, are being sent now to be printed. I don't have any interest in, in spending money in China. I'm sorry. Just not, not my game. Um, and this also, this book, gave me the chance to uh, discontinue my wall calendars that I did for 27 years and put the, the annual gardening calendar into the book as a text. It's a perpetual gardening calendar. There's no place to put appointments in it. It's just telling you what needs to be planted, pruned, fertilized, and sprayed each month, four pages per month, all the way through the gardening year. That's been really well received. So that's what you get. Chapter one is the basics of gardening. Chapter two is that calendar and then specific chapters on trees, shrubs, vines, ground covers, annuals, perennials, lawns, fruit and vegetables. The book is only $36.95 and it will be signed and I'll get it to you yet this week if you order it uh, today or tomorrow. You can order it by calling my office Monday through Friday during business hours, 800-752-GROW. 800-752-4769. But the better way is to order it from my website right now. And that's neilsperry.com. You can order it anytime you want to, but I just thought before you forget. N-E-I-L-S-P-E-R-R-Y.com. It's Neil Sperry's Lone Star Gardening, just thirty-six ninety-five. Hello, friends. This is Tommy Brummett, pastor of First United Methodist Church in downtown McKinney, inviting you to join us for worship. You can join us in person in McKinney and in Melissa, or join us online. Find out all options at sharingtheheart.org. First United Methodist Church, where the love of God is proclaimed and everyone is welcome. Thank you, Pastor Tommy. That's our church, and I'm happy and proud to be able to give that little mention to our church. We'd love to have you join us. It's an old historic church in downtown McKinney, 315 North Church Street. We're still on Church Street. All the other churches have moved out west. We stayed right downtown. Um, and there is a service going on now. There was one at 8, one at 9, one at 10.05, and that one live streams also. And then the service that our family goes to, because I get off the air at 10, that one is at 11.10 a.m. We'd love to have you join us if you'd like. The big service is the 10.05 service, and uh, it live streams at sharingtheheart.org. We also have a satellite church that is now standing on its own in Melissa with two services and all of that information at sharingtheheart.org. Wild Birds Unlimited. Of all the stores that this uh, big national organization has, uh, this store in McKinney has been voted Store of the Year nationally twice, and deservedly so. It's a wonderful store. Cheryl Miller is the owner and operator of it. She goes by the name of Birdie, and deservedly so there, too. She loves wild birds. She loves the store, the company, and she really loves 
the, the animals. She is quite knowledgeable, and, and she surrounds herself with people who love birding as a hobby. That's why when you go in, they'll be talking birds, and they'll help you with the birds at your place. They know their products, they know the birds, and they know how to match you with the products that you need to enjoy this wonderful hobby. Wild Birds Unlimited at 3001 South Harden Boulevard, just south of El Dorado Parkway near Tom Thumb. Get on their uh, email list and you'll find out about ways to save. You'll find out about uh, special events that they hold in the store. Uh, you'll just find out a lot about a lot of things. I'm in there frequently because I love that store and I love the wild birds that they help bring to our backyard landscape. We live out in the country and and in the woods, and so we get a completely different category of birds than you might get in town or that you might get on a, uh, for example, a, a hillside or a meadow. Wild Birds Unlimited, they have the most incredible feeders and, and combinations of seeds. It's just a, a haven for people who love birds. 3001 South Harden Boulevard, just south of El Dorado Parkway, right beside Tom Thumb. It's on the south side of McKinney. Wild Birds Unlimited open Monday through fr uh, Saturday, Monday through Saturday, six days a week from 10 until 5. Wild Birds Unlimited, they are bringing people and nature together and doing it with excellence. Baylor Scott & White Health now offers virtual care anytime, like right now or later today. Or when a stinging creature or poison ivy has reached out to get you. Just text BETTER, B-E-T-T-E-R, to 88408 to download the MyBSW Health app today. And now, back to Neil. All right, thank you, sir. And we go back to the phone lines. We have one open line at 800 288 WBAP. You might want to grab it. They're kind of few and far between today. 800 288 9227. Jack in Fort Worth, thanks for calling. Thanks for waiting. How can I help? Good morning, Neil. This is Jack. I've talked to you before about my little orange tree. I planted it from seed back in October, November, and it's about foot and a half, two foot tall now. But now I have a question. I've got it in an 8-inch round pot. I'm growing it inside, but when I can, I'm putting it in the sunlight like now. Mm -hmm. uh, should I bring it in when it gets real hot? How do I fertilize it? And uh, does it need, how do I pollinate it? Okay. Uh, first of all, and I may have told you this before, uh, first of all, it will become a very large tree. It will, it will become uh, 15 or 20 feet tall and wide. Orange trees are, are, that type of seedling orange tree will be very large. Um, and so you're going to have to keep repotting it into larger pots as it, as it grows along. Uh, you would fertilize it with a water-soluble fertilizer. Uh, you'll hopefully have it in a really good loose potting soil, lots of organic matter. Uh, the fertilizer will need to be water-soluble, and it needs to have a lot of nitrogen, a high content of the first number of nitrogen. That is the one that is used the most, and that's the one that dissolves and, and drains away the most. Uh, about every fourth or fifth time that you water the plant, you need to leach out all the accumulated minerals and let them run off into the ground or into a drain or something. You don't want to let them just keep accumulating and accumulating in the pot. Uh, it's like boiling a pan dry. Eventually, you get all this mineral salt built up in the pan. Well, if you just keep fertilizing and never leach the excess minerals out of the soil, then it's bad for the roots. Okay. Um, as far as pollinating, uh, it may be many years until that plant will bloom because it is a seedling. Uh, we don't know what we have. We have an orange tree, but we don't know what variety. And so there's no way of knowing how many years it's going to be until it blooms. It, it it honestly would be better in the long run, Jack, if there were any way that you could uh, spend a little bit of money. And uh, I know you have some emotional tie to it now, but uh, if you could spend a little money and, and buy a grafted variety, better yet, a, or something like a Satsuma, granted it's a tangerine type instead of an orange, but they are well adapted for containers. They stay smaller. Uh, they will start producing right away. And they can also stand very light freezes if you happen to be gone and it turns a little bit colder than you thought and you have it outside. So uh, these trees can handle the, the heat as long as you don't let them dry out. So the sun is not a problem. They're tropical. They can handle the sun and the heat. 
Uh, you just don't want to let them dry out even one time, and it'll be gone. So, so I can leave them outside even at 102 degrees? Yep. Temperature's not a problem as long as you don't let it dry out. Now, if you've had it indoors the whole time and you put it out, it's going to cook. It's not acclimated to the sun, but right. if, you've, if you've had it out in the sun, leave it in the sun. It's fine. I've been bringing it. I've been putting it out first thing in the morning at seven, eight o'clock, and then I've been bringing it in when it hit about ninety, ninety-two degrees. Should I go ahead and make it out longer? Well, yeah, it would have been better just to have left it out uh, the whole summer. Um, I don't know what to tell you because I don't know how how tender it is. Um, if you have a lot of brand new succulent new growth on it, probably you need to keep moving it in. That's that's a strange uh, uh, set of circumstances. Uh, they're they're outdoor plants. It's not a plant that needs to be inside except for freezing weather. All right. And uh, how how do I po- how when when and how do I pollinate it? I know it's going to be a while, but how? It's going to be a long while. It may be ten or fifteen years. It would be pollinated by bees. Uh, they are very fragrant, and they're bee pollinated. It will try to bloom in the fall and winter. It may bloom at a time when there aren't many bees. Um, but, uh, again, it's better if you can have it outside, obviously, and the bees will find it uh, unless it's freezing, and then you have to bring it back inside during that time. But they get pollinated. You'll be all right. Okay, you didn't. You told me everything I didn't. I, I didn't really want to hear, but I guess you told me honest. So you know what yeah. can you say? Truth is truth. All right. Yeah. All Thank right. Thank you very, very much, sir. You betcha. Good luck with it. Thank you. Bye bye. All right. Let's see where we are. I need to take a break. We have Tom in Arlington, Crepe Myrtle, and Japanese Maple questions. Since there are two questions, I think I better wait till after the news. So Tom, hang with me on that. Mary in Arlington, watering plants this year, some kind of fog comes up. Well, that's an interesting dilemma. I will handle those right after the uh, right after the news break, so stay with me. Uh, Baylor's Cotton White sponsors this hour, and they are pretty special people. If you've ever been involved in the Baylor healthcare system in terms of as a, a client, as a patient, you know exactly what I'm talking about. Well, now there's some great news from Baylor's Cotton White Health. They sponsor this entire hour and have for many years, and they have made it easy for us to keep up with our health at any time. They now offer 24-7 video visits with the My BSW Health app. You can get virtual care whenever and wherever you need it, like right now or later tonight. It even applies now on the weekends when allergies start acting up while you're out working in the garden or in the landscape. Or if you run into a stinging creature or poison ivy or some other rash-raising plant while you're out in nature. The best part is that you don't even have to stop what you're doing to get the care that you need. You can stay focused on doing what you love most. It's as simple as texting BETTER to 88408 to download the MyBSW Health app. MyBSW Health. Discover the convenience of 24-7 care. Text BETTER to 88408. That's Baylor, Scott and White Health, My BSW Health. Text BETTER to 88408. Fair and balanced reporting from Fox News Radio, News Talk 820, WPAP, and 99.5 FM HD2. Let me tell you about my free electronic newsletter called eGardens. It comes weekly to your email and it comes on Thursday evenings just a little before, a little after 6 p.m. I like to do it that way so that you can make plans for your weekend gardening activities. And uh, that's very important because there is one particular uh, one particular aspect of eGardens called Gardening This Weekend, where I point the 10 or 15 things that are most timely, even in extremely hot weather. There are some things that need to be done. Insect and disease problems that are cropping up or, or special watering needs or whatever. And uh, so that's what Gardening This Weekend is all about. And then I always have a featured plant of the week, something that needs to be planted right then or uh, something that's beautiful right then. I also answer your garden questions, as you've heard me refer a couple of times in the program today. That's what eGardens is, and I think you'll like it. You can always unsubscribe if you don't. Now, if you want to see what it looks like, go to my website. That's where you sign up. Uh, At the sign-up spot, there also is the most recent issue, so you can see it before you sign up for it. Remember, it's free and always will be. I'll never give or sell your email address to anybody, and I won't spam you myself. 
You can see it at neilsperry.com, N-E-I-L-S-P-E-R-R-Y.com. Click on eGardens. DFW's News, Talk, Traffic, and Weather Station. News Talk 820 WBAP. And KPLX 99.5 FM HD2. A cumulus media station. Trending now. Induction day at Cooperstown. I'm Lori Waffenschmidt at the WBAP 24-7 News Desk. ClassicChevrolet.com, WBAP First Traffic and Weather. On the ones. In southeast Dallas, bridge construction has the left lane closed on I-20 eastbound between Bonnie View Road and Highway 310, causing slow traffic from Houston School Road. And in Kaufman Road construction on FM 1895 southbound between FM 1836 and North Elm Street. An ozone action day in effect for today. Weather-wise, we are sunny with highs only in the mid-90s. Tonight, mostly clear lows in the mid-70s. Tomorrow, sunny, hot with highs around 100. Right now, it is 83 degrees in Dallas, 81 degrees in Fort Worth. A pair of baseball greats will be immortalized as Hall of Famers today. Fox's Eric Messersmith tells us more. Scott Rowland and Fred McGriff will be inducted in a ceremony this afternoon in Cooperstown, New York. MLB Network will carry the enshrinement ceremony starting at 1.30 Eastern Time. Rowland was the only player elected this year by the Baseball Writers Association of America, getting just over the 75% threshold required to make the hall. He will be just the 18th third baseman ever to be inducted, the fewest of any position group. McGriff was unanimously elected, meanwhile, back in December by a special committee. Rowland played six of his 17 seasons in St. St. Louis and his Hall of Fame plaque will sport a Cardinal hat, while McGriff has decided to not have any team's logo on his plaque's hat. The man known as the Crime Dog played for six clubs over 19 seasons. I'm Eric Messersmith, the Fox fi- News. The final round of the British Open is underway with Brian Harmon working to become a major champion. He started his round with a five-shot lead at Royal Liverpool, but several golfers are trying to close the gap. No one has lost a five-shot lead on a Sunday in a major since 1999. From the WBAP News Desk, I'm Lori Waffenschmidt. Your next news update at 10 o'clock. Check back several times throughout your day and keep connected to News Talk 820 WBAP 99.5 FM HD2. Thank you, Lori. I want to tell people about Ace Hardware right now, and specifically a very special special from Ace Hardware on their garden hose. This is a great garden hose. Now, in many cases, I can tell you, well, I have that product that they have on sale, and I certainly can in this case. The last two years, they've had a similar sale. I may have been the same price, in fact. That's probably not the case in this time, but I think it is. Um, and this is the Smart Flow Max 50-foot premium grade garden hose for $34.99. Save an extra $5 with your Ace Rewards card. Pay only $29.99, a limit of two. I bought two two years ago. I bought two uh, last year. And uh, these are great garden hoses. I want to recommend them to you most highly. It's the Ace Smart Flow Max, the best premium hose for all of your watering needs. You need good garden hose this year, like every summer in Texas. This has a 5.8 inch inside diameter and strong 400 pound uh, per square inch burst strength. It prevents all kinking and twisting with a crush proof couplings and triple frame technology. Uh, it is a hose that will last you and last you and last you. You'll be really happy for this recommendation. Again, that is the Smart Flow Max 50-foot premium grade garden hose for $34.99. Save an extra $5 with your Ace Rewards card. Pay only $29.99, limit of two. Ace stores, they're parts of our neighborhoods, each owned by a member of the community. You're getting help from people you already know. They're your neighbors. They are great people who know your neighborhood and know the problems that you'll likely encounter. They know how to help you to make sure that you succeed in all of your projects. Ace is the place with the helpful hardware folks. Your latest news, traffic, and weather. It's good to just keep you in the know. Available on your smart devices. All you have to do is ask. Hey, Google, play WBAP. Seems like these days, temporary storage facilities are on every street corner. 
However, let's do some math. For what you're paying in yearly costs for that storage room that you're renting, you could own your own metal storage building right there in your own backyard. That happens with a Mueller Backyard Building. Their backyard building kits are easy to assemble with bolt-together designs, and they're priced right. You keep your stuff at home, and you're not throwing away money by leasing storage. Their kits come in a variety of sizes with more than 30 colors from which to choose, adding style to your storage space. If you need a larger storage solution, Mueller's pre-engineered standard series buildings can accommodate almost any need. Whether it's a smaller place for a lawnmower, a place for cars, boats, or even an RV, you can have peace of mind that a Mueller metal building will protect those treasures at a reasonable price. You can see all the options at Mueller, Inc., dot com m-u-e-l-l-e-r-i-n-c dot com or give them a call at 877-2-MUELLER to find a location near you there are 36 locations across the state 877-268-3553 they're Mueller they're made in America and they are made to last Mueller Inc. Dot com. Baylor Scott & White Health now offers virtual care anytime, like right now or later today, so you don't have to drop what you're doing to get the care that you need. Just text BETTER, B-E-T-T-E-R, to 88408 to download the MyBSW Health app today. And now back to Neil. We have a line open at 800-288-WBAP. That is 800-288-9227. And we go to Tom in Arlington. Tom, this is Neil. Good morning. Good morning to you, Neil. How can I help you? Well, I talked to you last week about a, a red oak that we had that was giving us problems. Some limbs falling, and it was pretty close to the street, so we had it removed. And under that tree, we had a beautiful, uh, have a beautiful uh, Japanese maple, and it's going to get full sun in the afternoon now. And I'm Ouch. not sure it'll make it through the summer, but. Yeah. If it does, uh, what suggestions do you have on when could I move it, or could it be moved now in this hot luck? Can, cannot be moved now. Do not try that. How large is the trunk in diameter? Oh, I'd say a maximum of maybe two and three-quarter to three inches. All right. That could certainly be moved. It would need to be done after it loses all of its leaves in December. Uh, either in, okay. in late December or January or very early February. You have about an eight-week period in there that would be perfect. Um, you you probably ought to line it up now to have it dug at that time. Uh, don't let them talk you into moving it any sooner than that. They'll have time right. at that time. Um, they may use a tree spade. They may do it by hand. Um, but it you could have the roots pruned. Have you ever heard of root pruning? Do you know what I'm talking about? Well, I, I understand the process, yeah. Yeah. For others who don't, uh, to, to get a tree ready to be dug in the winter, um, about the 1st of September, early September, you would use a sharpshooter spade or, or whatever to, to cut the lateral roots of the tree, mm-hmm. begin the shock mm-hmm. process so that it will form new roots within what will become the soil ball. You make no mm-hmm. effort to go farther down and, and cut any taproot or any, any roots that go straight down but you're just trying to cut some of the outside roots so that it will tighten up that soil ball and help it hold together and and let the tree know something's on its way about what radius from the trunk would you suggest um all right so i've got to get my arms out here now you say three inches or so in (laughs) diameter so if it's that size it's going to need a soil ball how far are my hands out if it's that it's going to be uh, probably about four feet, three and a half feet, uh, uh-huh, 42 okay. inches, at least three feet to 42 inches. Okay. It's going to be a heavy ball. It will need uh, it will need some kind of a hoist to get it up and out of the ground. Mm-hmm. Okay. And with regard to crepe myrtles, I am very, very partial to the really deep red color, and I don't know what variety that is, and there are probably more than one since there are so many varieties of crepe myrtle, what do you suggest and where to to source it from? All right. How uh, tall? What what height are you looking for? Well, I'd like to have one uh, that would uh, grow tall, uh, not a shrub. Well, okay. They're all shrubs. 
uh, genetically. It's the, yes, the height I understand is, that, but okay, some, right. yeah. I, I think I just insulted your intelligence. I'm sorry. <laughs> uh, all right, so are you looking at something 15 feet tall or, or 25 feet tall? Well, somewhere in that vicinity would be just fine because we'll have the room for it. We want right. to put it where the near where the red oak and the Japanese maple is okay. now. So, the the best yeah. tall red would be red rocket. Um, okay. Arapaho is also a lovely tall red. I don't think it's as tall as red rocket. I have not seen them side by side. Arapaho is kind of hard to find. It's it was the let's see am I I think I'm accurate. I believe it was the last of the Don Egoff uh, National Arboretum varieties. It it was after he uh, passed away uh, that it was introduced. He did the the hybridizing and was in the process of uh, of uh, evaluating it when he had a car accident um, but that is the uh, that is the, the the best of the in excess of 20 feet tall and it's it's significantly the red rocket is significantly taller than 20 feet there aren't a okay. lot of them that get that tall now that's off our Crick Myrtle trails of McKinney Crick Myrtle trails dot org list of the best varieties let me go to the other list of all varieties and see if anything kicks uh, in there to my mind because there might be something that um, there are both of those and you buy your standard red which is hard to find Carolina Beauty is extremely hard to find Dallas red is not deep uh, there's red rocket Watermelon red is definitely not deep. That's it. So I think I think that's where I'm going to stay is on Red Rocket. It's a lovely okay. dark red. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Well, that sounds good. And I've seen another variety talked about, uh, Black Diamond. What is that? Black Diamond has uh, the uh, uh, the deep, uh, almost black leaves, black red leaves. Oh, okay. Uh, yeah. Its, height, okay. its mature height will be about 12 feet, and it will have red there is a red uh, variety out of that. They're known to be shy bloomers. Okay. Okay. Yeah, not not as tall as you want, not as uh, not as uh, floriferous as you would want. Um, uh, what was I going to tell you something about red rocket? Uh, rats. No, I got myself off track there, but I think that <laughs> I think that's going to be your best one. Um, hmm. Don't know. Doesn't matter. I guess if it comes to me, I'll blurt it out in the middle of somebody else's answer. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Well, thank you for the information, and uh, hope this summer will wane a bit for us. And we'll I'm ready. Off a little bit. Yeah, the last yeah. two days have been very pleasant, very nice. It's amazing how nice yeah, yep. uh, 95 well, degrees yeah. feels. <laughs> yes, it's, yeah, I agree. <laughs> All right. Well, thank you much, Tom. Thanks. Good luck. Be well. All right. Let's go to uh, Mary in Arlington. Mary, this is Neil. Good. Uh, good morning. How can I help you? Yes, good morning, Neil. Good morning. Uh, I was wanting to ask you a question about uh, I've got uh, rose bushes planted, and I watered them, and, like, foam comes up. And I was wondering, is that from moles, or what is that from? All right, so it's foam. It's not not fog. In other words, it just bubbles up off the ground? Yes, uh uh-huh. That's just happened this year. I haven't noticed it before. And but I've got moles in our in my yard, and I don't know. I've tried several different things, and I can't get rid of them. Okay. And do you think that this uh, foam is coming up where they are? I'm thinking because they they look like their holes are right along where the rose bushes are. Okay. I don't have a foggy clue. I have not ever experienced. I've also never had soil that was soft enough you're in an area that has a sandier soil and i've never had that luxury yeah that's the price Uh you pay for having good soil so you get punished for moving to a place with good soil well it's not (laughs) it's not that good though it's real hard when you try to uh dig the hole to i know (laughs) that's not fair but um, um I think I think the first thing I would do then is try to get rid of the moles, and uh, that involves using the traps. Uh, you get to a feed store, and they will have the traps that you need to use. 
and because you don't want them in the first place. And uh, the foam is probably nothing that's going to harm anything. And, and when you get rid of the moles, then you can begin to see if that was the source of the, of the um, if, if they were the source of the, uh, uh, of the foam. I have, to be very candid, Mary, I have no idea what I just said. Oh, okay. <laughs> I'd, I'd, rather, I'd rather tell you I will give myself a 10, um, a grade of 10 on my test. <laughs> okay. Uh, two, I wanted to ask you about my black diamond crepe myrtle. Sure. Uh, what, what kind of fertilizer should I get for that? All crepe, myrtles do, <laughs> all, all crepe myrtles do best if they're given nitrogen fertilizer. The same thing, actually, the same thing you put on your lawn grass. Crepe myrtles, you will notice, bloom on new growth. They, they don't bloom until they put on a lot of new growth. A lot of our plants produce their flowers on last year's growth, um, but, but crepe myrtles don't bloom until summer, and so they're blooming on growth that they, that they produce in the current year. And so you want to have a lot of new growth. If they don't grow, they don't bloom. And so a, a high nitrogen, the first number of the uh, three-number analysis. Oh, okay. Okay, well, thank you so much. I heard you said red rocket for the crepe myrtles, too. Well, he was looking for a very specific one. It's a, it's a lovely, great, big crepe myrtle. Now, there are a lot of great varieties. I have others that I prefer for something small. The thing uh-huh. that I, I, the mistake a lot of people make is that they get great big varieties and then they say, well, gosh, the thing is banging into the eaves of the house. Well, it's because we've got the wrong variety. It's too big. Um, dynamite is another uh, variety that is almost identical to Red Rocket, but about two thirds the size. Uh, Dr. Carl Whitcomb in Stillwater, Oklahoma, bred both of those and uh, hybridized both of them. And uh, in many cases, dynamite would be a better choice for urban landscapes than Red Rocket is. Uh, oh, so, okay. but, but he wanted something tall. You remember he uh-huh. said, I want the tallest one you can find because he took a red oak out and he wants something to give some shade. And, oh, okay. uh, and so Red Rocket was the choice for that. But dynamite would work in more landscapes than Red Rocket would. And personally, my preference is, is a purple variety. I have a couple of purples that I love. Um, uh-huh. And because purple blends with every color you have, it blends with all the other crepe myrtles and all brick color and everything. And the yes. reds a lot of times don't don't go well with other colors. And my two favorite crepe myrtles of the 140 varieties there are 125 to 140 varieties are Catawba and Lipan, and those are both from the National Arboretum. They're both uh, were both bred by Don, Dr. Don Egoff, who was absolutely brilliant. I've worked with him a little bit, and, and oh, my goodness, just the best of work. So without getting into a lot of detail, Mary, he made 200,000, uh, had 200,000 seedlings from his breeding work and selected 29 varieties to introduce out oh of 200,000 seedlings. He was a little bit critical of his plants. Uh-huh. He was, well, he, yeah, he, he was very picky, and so oh, wow. you know his were good. Well, thank you so much, Neil. You're welcome. Thanks for the call. Have a good day. Bye-bye. Okay, you too. Bye-bye. Okay. Yeah, anytime anybody, he was looking for powdery mildew resistance and the beautiful trunk character that you see on so many of the crepe myrtles that he introduced. The ones that have the Indian tribal names are all from Dr. Don Egoff at the United States National Arboretum. And um, uh, that's where you get the beautiful cinnamon-colored bark. Catawba is is not one of them. It was his first in 1967. It's a beautiful, rich purple, um, and it was straight indica, Legerstromia indica. But the others have Legerstromia forii uh, bred into them, and and oh, golly, the trunks of those are just beautiful. Uh, so anyway, more than you want to know about about crepe myrtles, but but lipan and. If, if I could only have two crepe myrtles, I promise you they would be Lipan and Catawba. And if I wanted a white, it would be Sarah's favorite white. That's one of his uh, that was supposed to be destroyed, but a nurseryman in Sam's, Alabama, Tom Dodd, uh, refused to have it plowed under like he was supposed to because his wife, Sarah, loved it. It was Sarah's favorite white. And he left it and introduced it. And so that's where it came from. It's a sister of Natchez, 
and Tom Dodd felt it was better than Natchez, and he is right, was right, and I agree. Anyway, more than you wanted to know. We'll come back and go to Perry and McKinney and uh, do that in just a moment. Right now I'm going to tell you about my book, Neil Spray's Lone Star Gardening. That uh, chapter on the, uh, I'm sorry, that chart on the 120 varieties of crepe myrtles from the, uh, from the, uh, um, the website of the Great Myrtle Trails of McKinney is in my book. Um, uh, I did a major part of putting that chart together, and so I just said, you know what, there are no copyrights on it, and I did most of the work. I'm just going to put it right in the book so you'll have it right there for you. Now, if you want to see the best varieties, there they are. Uh, so that's another one of the, the big posters that uh, you can get for $10, or you can get it as a part of the book. There are four posters in the book that would be $10 each, so that would be $40, but you can get the book for $36.95, and instead of four pages out of the book for uh, $36.95 and another 340 pages, you uh, you don't have to buy the four posters. I to, never mind. Just leave that alone. This has a book has 11 chapters covering lawns, landscapes, uh, everything about your trees, shrubs, vines, ground covers, annuals, perennials. Um, everything with your lawn and your landscape, and then fruit and vegetables uh, for every county in the state of Texas. Neil Spray's Lone Star Gardening, and I have it on sale. This is the sixth printing at the fifth printing price of thirty-six ninety-five, and uh, just to help in these tough economic times. Forty-eight pages in chapter two in that uh, in that chapter that tells you when to plant, prune, fertilize, and spray all of your plants. Now, I sign every copy as it sells. I'll be signing, uh, may be signing tonight, but probably tomorrow evening and uh, uh, Tuesday evening, and then or Tuesday during day, and then putting them in the mail on Wednesday. So that's uh, that's the book. It is not in stores, not on Amazon. It's a hardback with 840 of my photographs. And printed in Texas, too. I don't think I mentioned that this time. Here are the two ways you can order it. One is by going to my website. One is by calling my office. Call the office weekdays during business hours, 800-752-GROW. 800-752-4769. The better way is to order it from the website, neilsperry.com. N-E-I-L-S-P-E-R-R-Y. Dot com. Neil Sperry's Lone Star Gardening. As soils go from dry to wet to dry, our foundations are taken along for the ride. Serious damage can ensue. If you're seeing signs of what you fear might be foundation issues, let the experts at Advanced Foundation Repair do their thorough evaluation on your home's foundation. It's free, and if you don't have foundation problems, they'll tell you so. Their work is affordable, and it's guaranteed for the lifetime of the home. Advanced Foundation Repair. 214-333-0003. Foundation Repairs. Com. The uh, foreman at uh, Arborological Services are college-degreed plant pathologists, horticulturists, and foresters. They know trees. They know trees better than any other company anywhere in Texas. That's why this company is so special. When you see the equipment they use in their work, when you see the, the skill with which they do the work, when you watch them climb the trees, you realize these are the pros in the business. They have taken their industry so far forward. Steve Hauser is so instrumental in the Texas State Tree Climbing Championship to, to bring his industry forward in safety and in efficiency of the work that they do. And he cheers all of the competitors on, not just uh, the people from Arborological Services. In fact, one of the employees, Miguel Pastinez, has won it 13 times, but Steve is still out there applauding all of the contestants. That's the way this company is made. That's why everybody loves him, and that's why everybody wants to copy this company. They are so successful, and they are so good. They're good for the industry, and they're great for your trees. Call the best. Call Arborological Services, the only people who will ever touch our trees. It's a toll-free number anywhere in the Metroplex, 866-552-7267. All of their work is done in the Dallas-Fort Worth Metroplex. Arborological.com. On Facebook, it's Arborological Services, Inc. Twitter, at The Tree Experts. Arborological Services, 866 866- 
552-7267. Once again, join Neil in thanking this hour's sponsor, Baylor Scott & White Health, for offering virtual care anytime, even nights, and Saturdays and Sundays on the MyBSW Health app. Just text BETTER, B-E-T-T-E-R, to 88408 to download it today. And now, back to Neil. All right, Stuby, let's go back to the phones. We have Perry in McKinney. Perry, this is Neil. Good morning. Good morning, Neil. Yes, sir. I was re- reading your gardening newsletter about the Madame Galen trumpet creeper vine, and mm-hmm. I didn't realize it bloomed so long. So my question is, I've zigzagged, like you told me a long time ago, about nine cedar trees. I wondered if I could plant some uh, of that vine to grow up into my cedar trees. Oh, I wouldn't do that. I wouldn't do that. It will uh, it will tie the branches together, and it will disfigure the, the red cedars. I, I, I wouldn't want that. I wouldn't want any kind of a vine in my red cedars. I have a lot of red cedars, and if I see anything growing into them, I cut it out right away. Well... There's my answer. There's I'm your answer. Now, if you if you wanted that look, you could. I'm I'm not suggesting this. I'm just saying it's an alternative. You could do some kind of a wire fence in front of the uh, cedars, even if it uh, zigzagged. Also, it could be done on uh, welded wire with T posts or something pretty inconspicuous, and let the Madame Galen grow on that and uh, fill that up and that'd be that'd be pretty but um there's got to be a better place somewhere for the madam galen to grow or maybe just some some uh, uh, uh like short uh, power poles and let it grow up that alongside the the uh, red cedars i without seeing your landscape it's hard to suggest things but maybe just a a vertical element of it it's a beautiful vine just keep it in your mind and think about it and dream about it. That's I get my best landscape ideas when I do that, and I just mull on something for a year. <laughs> we'll or do. Ten, or ten, you bet. It's a pretty plant. You'll Thank like you. it. You bet. Thanks right, for thank the call you. very much, sir. Wow. I have things that I, I think about for three or four years before I finally put them into effect, and then I think, why did I wait so long? What was I thinking? And, and But, you know, you can always do something you can't undo a lot of things kind of like things you say it's easier to uh, say them to, than to unsay them so yeah, just a word of wisdom from a great grandpa there you are mike bass has produced this program and he always keeps the wheels on somehow he's like a a pit crew at, at the indy 500 somebody rolling and i appreciate mike very much and i appreciate you for listening We'll be back next uh, next Sunday, 8 until 10. God willing, I hope you have a great day. Thanks for listening. Happy gardening.